Hey y'all, you're listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with hypocrites and the philosopher Hippocrates. I'm Big Facts, and as always, I'm here with No Cap. Let's get into it. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Mommy, mommy. That's not good. I can't do a Linda Bell truth. I'm glad I didn't do an impression on that episode. We just got your horribly embarrassing uh, March impression. Mommy. Can you do the groan? I feel like that's the iconic thing. Oh. Oh, I meant Marge's groan, but I like the dope too. Okay, Paul. Week roundup. Anything happened to you? Anything going on? I know we both actually shared a single activity, and we won't concentrate on it because it's not a funny activity. But we can, uh, we can do a quick mention, a quick shout out to uh, Palestine, Free Palestine. Uh, I know me and you both went to some rallies. Oh, that is not what I thought you were going to bring up. I was thinking, like, uh, what did we do shared this week? <laughs> <laughs> also, we both had a delicious bowl of granola mm. cereal. No, hurts my teeth. Too much chewing hurts my jaws. Yeah, just, you know, but you know where the podcast lands, I guess. Yeah, if you I, wanted I, to know. If you're just surveying our opinions on things, um, that and, you know, orange juice after brushing your teeth is disgusting. Those are two opinions this podcast stands for. Two very reasonable takes that we have that everyone should have. Yep, that's how I would put it. All right, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to report. I was there, didn't bring a friend, just learned some new uh some new things to say to protest because you know there's some different slogans and stuff and uh um but yeah we can move on from that anything else you did uh, during the week anything uh um... trying to think I, I i went to a popsicle place for the first time in my life after derisively mocking popsicle places i was about to say this is a place where you just buy popsicles yeah yeah like, you've never artisan like, seen a popsicle place and been like how does that stay in business that's stupid I've seen snow cone places where I think, how does that stay in business? Shout out to my neighbor who uh, owns a franchise of uh, Pelicans <laughs> in Charlotte. Yeah, no, um, I'm not. I'm surprised that hasn't made it here. Or maybe, especially with the weather, like there's a lot of times during the height of the summer where I'm like, God, I would just like bathe in popsicles right now. So I will say it was overpriced. It was uh, called Moriella's in uh, Charlotte, but it was actually, yeah, like, I mean, I can see why if it like they knocked it down $2, why it would be worth going to multiple times Uh they dip it in a like they dip it in like one of four different types of dips like white chocolate dark mm. chocolate different things like that and then they like mm. toss it in uh like some sort of coating of your choice and so i got the mango filled with condensed milk popsicle i tossed it in mm. some or i dipped it in dark chocolate and put some uh that thing that latin americans put on their like uh fruit like uh tajin tajin what is Sanche. it tajin tajin yeah so it was like tahine basically coated the outside and it was very good yeah that, that was a delicious can you combo. can you do nuts at the end too you could yeah there was nuts at the end you could uh I'm about to say because if so i identify with that popsicle like every weekend i'm getting dipped tossed and nutted you know what i mean <laughs> that's such a bumper sticker like that's like the, <laughs> i need to i need to go i need to make that shirt for them and be like y'all this one's on me i made the design just sell this shirt first <laughs> one's free that's how i'm gonna get you but <laughs> <laughs> like that that would be like their my waitress gave me crabs for that what place mm. like has that uh, joe's crab shack joe's crab shack <laughs> okay that's hot that, yeah, that's yeah. tight i got dip tossed and nutted at moriel 
But anyways, uh, back to your main point. Yes, I did not know that. Okay, so this is what I was going to ask before you started talking about it. So I would assume I've assumed that it was like the thing was that it was very botanical. Like it would be like all organic, like lavender lemonade is the flavor of the popsicle. And so that's why it's expensive. No, this was but a you're Spanish saying like one. A... I think there okay. might be what you're talking about. This was a, a Spanish popsicle place. Nice. I like that. A popsicleria. I don't know what that word would actually be. <laughs> <laughs> Eladaria, that's just ice cream. No, that's tight though. I mean, just uh, the other day I was in Target buying, uh, buying board games so Dorley and I could play some uh, games while she was in town. And uh, I saw that for $24, you can get a 12 pack of margarita like icy pops mm. uh, from the freezer section. So adult popsicles. Really, really. So I decided to get them when somebody more fun was around. Left those right where they were. <laughs> well, I moved them note. behind some uh, taquitos. That way I knew where they were next time I came. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did I ever tell you about the time when I was at a Christian summer camp as a little kid getting indoctrinated and uh, all of the staffers like it was, it's you know it's the same thing that every kid has where like nowadays I realize that I'm older than those camp staffers were whenever then I, I am now older than they were when they were taking care of me at that camp. Yeah much older. So it was like those were probably yeah. like 18 and 19 year olds. 18 19 year olds whenever we like came back the next year and one of them was gone they'd always be like oh yeah they got a real job this summer <laughs> um, was like the joke that the camp counselors would always say. But yeah I remember the first time one of my camp counselors told me. Uh, while we were just like eating breakfast or something as a southern boy raised in a in a non-denominational but still traditional church he floated by the idea that genesis was metaphorical and not literal <laughs> and i was like whoa bro that's that's her that's heretical bro but i like it <laughs> i like that idea only in in south carolina would that be considered a shocking idea i feel like that's how it's taught to everybody else at the youngest age it can be everyone who's reasonable yeah i feel like you can't really get too far with fundamentalism (laughs) i feel like in germany like even like right because isn't merkel's party like the christian democratic party or whatever their their right wing party in germany cdp Uh, uh, maybe it's christian democratic union cdu or something like that but uh Mm -hmm. whatever her party is yeah like i mean there is like christian like obviously a lot of religious christians in europe but none really seem to be like on the same fundamental tip as america in that sort of way no i think that's a uniquely like american issue i don't you know i'm a hot take i'm gonna go ahead and say that fundamentalism is probably an issue it's still (laughs) kind of crazy that one of their biggest political parties is explicitly religious in the name that is still pretty crazy yeah what were we talking about popsicles What, what are we talking about your hair looks silly right now what's going on with that i just moved it the wrong way I had a couple things I wanted to talk about. I'll allow it. But watch yourself, Adrian. Uh, let's see, I got a new beekeeping jacket. Uh, it's, it's it's a new mesh beekeeping jacket with that Nike Airwick technology to keep you nice and dry on those hot days. Little Milan update. Last game of the season is this weekend, and it determines whether or not we go to Europe. Because after thrashing Torino 7-0, uh, we drew Cagliari 0-0 the next game. And so now we have to win our next game to guarantee our spot in Europe. So is, that's going to be a real... Is going to uh, Europe mean going to the Champions League? Or Yeah. Okay. And so that's going to be a real butt-clencher of a game this Saturday. All three games that determine who pl- places where are at the same time. So I'm going to be really like three-screening it. Just incoming all the data into my face at the same time and get, trying to figure out what my emotions are supposed to be. Okay, Ozymandias. Uh, and then last thing... Um, oh, well... I guess it's kind of a twofer. So, so we just did our Turkish International uh, Taste Test box yesterday, and that was a whole lot of fun. Some really good stuff in there. Um, but a previous kind of number one for me in the Spain in the Spain box were these spicy mango gummies. And apparently, oh, you know, I never told you that I actually ordered those on your recommendation. You did. And I have eaten three bags of them. I ordered four bags of them. <laughs> they um they sell them at the Seven Eleven in Woodland. 
Oh, damn, uh, damn. So yeah, they're they're branded def- differently. You can tell like it's like a different distributor or whatever that does the last leg of the processing. But uh, made in Spain on the on the bag, and they taste exactly the same. So it's so it's so nice to like know I can like go ten minutes over to a, another town, whatever. I'm gonna go to that coffee shop and just stack up on spicy mango gummies, dude. Cool, cool. All that sounds very cool, Adrian. Ooh, your beekeeping jacket. Does Nike yep. actually make it, or was that just a joke? That Wait, that was just a joke. Nike is not yet in beekeeping, which I would be surprised that, given like the urban uptick in uh, urban beekeeping, that someone hasn't tried to take like a athleisure uh, logoed uh, branded beekeeping jacket deal. Yeah, he beekeeps, but he has more like a loose hip hop style to his beekeeping. Yeah, I don't want to be a stuffy old man in painter's pants while I'm beekeeping, bro. I want to have tapered uh, jogger uh, pants. For my beekeeping. You're going to get a write-up in beekeeping times and what are, they're going to call you the firecracker of the beekeeping world. That's what I'm going for, yeah. You're vaxxed and waxed and ready to go, right? Yeah. You've been doing any more? You've been going out anymore? You've been doing any seeing any people? Doing any fun yeah. stuff outside? I've inside? been hanging. Okay. I've been out in these streets. Mate. If you're okay. in Charlotte, you know what's up. Let's go. The baby. You <laughs> hanging out with the baby? I mean... The baby tries to get into where I get into, but <laughs> you know. what's that Chris Brown line? Well, I don't see how you can hate from my side of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> cool. All right. What is our theme for this today? Oh, we're talking about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Hypocrites. The big crits. Big crit is also a rapper. Yes. Not a hypocrite, though. No. Mm, he does have that song mixed messages about how he's a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> okay other than that <laughs> other than that that song outlining all of his uh hypocrisies well, i think it's he's a kind cool of, guy kind of like one of those things like uh like alanis morissette's ironic where none of them are actually hypocrisies still wanna be safe but it's fuck the police it's a good song <laughs> funny enough still want to be safe but from the police is more ironic <laughs> than mm-hmm. hypocrisy they should have really switched those songs <laughs> um Wait, I want to go back. Are we sure what I said was ironic? Because I know that's a like a real touchy issue for a lot of people, whether or not people use ironic correctly. So am I good or are people going to like write in really pissed? Is wanting Wait, to be was... saved from the police ironic or not ironic? I feel like somebody's going to, because everybody gets so mad about when the word irony is used correctly or not. Someone about... in your life or people on the internet? I, it's the same people who get mad at the difference between GIF and GIF, you know, just like people in real life, but like tedious but people in your life people yeah dude i've been corrected on gif and gif so often by fucking nerds are you kidding me (laughs) i just get the one grammar thing from amelia that drives me crazy let's continue hypocrisy hypocrisy it sounded like we were about to do like a um slam poetry thing hypocrisy (laughs) paul and i both just did the same hand movements and said the same thing in the same cadence hypocrisy but you don't see my processes. I'm mm. learning from these streets. When I grew up, I saw everything around me. And I learned from the age of five that people like me were treated different. And these, and these tears from my eyes, they reflect the passion that we all strive. That's pretty good. Switch <laughs> cadences a little bit. You switch the flow up a little bit now. That's how slam poetry works. They're not on beat. Yeah. Flow is over my head, I'll tell you that. That's the whole you 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 gotta you gotta like slow it down and speed it up at random points if you're a slam poet. Mm. You wouldn't know about this, Adrian. 
I'm not going to lie. I assume it's something where my vision of it is so incredibly skewed because most of my knowledge of it comes from the extremely goofy movie. <laughs> where that really hot animated like dog chick <laughs> does uh, does slam poetry. Most of my experience of it comes from the uh, from the 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump yeah. Street. What are we talking about hypocrites? Paul, yeah, in what ways are you hypocritical? You know, I always tell people, like, it's okay to not be perfect, but, you know, I am, so it's like, oh, yeah. I always tell people it's okay to, like, not make mistakes, but I don't, you know, so it's like, oh, it's, oh, oh. At what point in your life have you been critical of a hippo? Uh, I do think that's the etymology. I looked it up. There was this band of uh, ecologists, actually, ironically enough, and they uh, discovered... <laughs> that's not ironic. <laughs> Adrian, look, I know about irony. That's ironic. <laughs> All uh, right. And they uh they were doing some field work out in the Congo and they saw this uh group of hippos. They were just like being massive hypocrites about shit. Like they were saying don't get gay married and that they were having like gay hippo sex. And that's where the <laughs> that's the etymology of the word hypocritical. D- little fun fact for the audience, just a little something to uh know about this world. A little something, yeah. We have a lot of goofs on this pod, but we want to get a little serious. We've had, we have had a couple yucks today, but we want to get a little bit serious right now. We want to get a little bit serious. We had a couple of yucks talking about Palestine, but now that we're talking about gay hippos. <laughs> you know, is that is that did you learn that from the spelling bee where like they just added last year that one of the rules is you can ask for the, the, the folk story of uh, the etymology of a word? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> so you can ask for definition, country of origin, folksy origin story <laughs> for the etymology. That's not true, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is your hippo story true adrian it's okay when i lie to the audience but it's not okay when you lie to me that's true that's true as we've d- discussed the audience are our children and you lie to children all the goddamn time because parents are often hypocrites they often are yeah uh they tell their kids to don't drink don't smoke don't have fun yeah a lot of parents tell their kids to not tattle but like somebody eats your lunch out of the fridge at work and what do you do run to hr to tattle on them and it's just like fucking parents people are hypocrites you know what i'm saying like whatever that sandwich had been in there for two days i didn't think you were gonna like god people are so fucking annoying man it's just like okay yeah so it looks like we don't have too much to say about actual hypocrites i don't have too many in my life all right do you want to go first or second i really like my column so can i volunteer to go first yeah i don't want to edit this first half you can go first so adrian today for you i have a column that you know we we, we goof around a lot on the show but this is actually an advice column that i've been reading since before we started the show it's one that's pretty near and dear to my heart so i brought in uh okay aunt dara's christian advice column okay christian advice column using the bible to address is this like a fundamentalist christian advice column or like one of them newfangled types it's it's pretty old school. It's pretty old school. It's pretty Lexington style Christianity. Okay, all right. That's how I like it. Here's Aunt Dara. She doesn't have it about me, but she does have a statement of faith. Mm. So Aunt Dara's statement of faith. The author of Aunt Dara's Christian advice column has been has been a Christian since 1972 and subscribed. I wonder if that's the year she was born or one of those like reborn, birth, born yeah, again, born again things. I hope so. I hope she has like a really crazy 31st years to like talk about is like those are my wayward years, but they're actually just all the cool stories she has to tell. <laughs> and subscribes to the statements of belief found in the Nicene Creed and the Apostles Creed. In addition, Andara believes that the Bible is the authoritative inspired word of God, Timothy 3:16, and seeks to refer to scripture in her responses whenever appropriate. Andara believes in traditional Christian moral principles and values. Aunt Dara is now on Facebook. 
<laughs> cool. If you want to find her on Facebook, we could figure out her age. Okay, so somebody wrote in in July 27th of 2013. Dear Aunt Dara, I have a husband who is leading a Christian recovery program, and in his spare alone time, he watches violent, non-rated movies. Yesterday, he seemed to be acting distant. So I checked his Netflix account and saw he had watched a movie with female nudity. He and I have been married for almost... Hypocrite, Adrian. That's 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 right there at the beginning. of This is a kind of a long question, but I just wanted to point out we, we hit the hypocrisy real quick. Christian God-fearing man watching nudie movies on the Netflix? There are nudie movies on Netflix? He and I have been married for almost seven years, but he's hardly affectionate to me. The only time he has ever reached out to hold me while in bed was when there was an earthquake and he wanted me to be calm. That was within the first two months of our marriage. The only time he sits next to me and puts his arm around me is in church. I'm so mad at him. How, how can he watch these evil movies and actually allow his eyes to look at these other women? Yuck. I know I'm fat, but it's still not right. I feel like he's a hypocrite for marrying me and then not even showing me affection or that... He treasures me. Actually, he watched prostitution movies before on my Netflix account, so I canceled it and soon opened. And soon he opened his own account. What are prostitution movies on Netflix? I think there's like two documentaries. I I feel like I know what she's talking about. There's like two documentaries about what it's like to be. Uh, well, no, those are about porn. What it's like to be porn star. Yeah, they must have made something similar for prostitutes. I have to assume. But are those hot? I don't know, but I mean, if you're a repressed Christian, I mean, the Sears catalog is probably also tucked under the GoDaddy commercials. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, also, movies on Netflix with nudity aren't porno. This guy clearly, he might just be watching regular things and she's being way too weird about it. Or There's like ankles being shown? Or he's very easily aroused because he's like never seen actual, any, like any actual erotica. Okay. Okay. Why did I say erotica instead of pornos? I, t I take that back. I don't like that. <laughs> he hasn't seen any actual porn. All right. A tough thing is that I've had boyfriends in the past who simply slow danced with me and actually happily read a Bible together with me and wanted to speak with me about dreams and goals. These memories make it hard for me to be satisfied today. I feel as if we're taking turns playing video games and going through evil motions of wasting time. I'm actually a co-leader with him in the recovery group. I don't want to go back when I see what he chooses to watch in his spare time. Do you have any suggestions on what I should do? So, the beginning was obviously hilarious. Sorry to the audience, yet they hear the very sad middle part about how unaffectionate and gross and mean this husband is. That got mm -hmm. sad. Let's ignore that just to make fun of this couple who thinks that Netflix duty movies are beyond the pale. I don't know, man. It makes me sad to think that someone's like favorite thing in the world is to sit and read a Bible with someone. She's too pure for this world. She does seem a little too pure for this world, and it makes me sad that she's married to somebody who's clearly not attracted to her and yeah. has... It kind of seems like a jerk. Uh, it kind of almost sounds to me like I could see closeted. Well, no, if he's watching female nudity, maybe it is just like, well, then, yeah, what is what's the story, though? He got married because he thought that's what you had to do. So what's your advice? You got to hit the gym and, and get fine. So he stops looking at those movies and starts looking at your fat ass. I just don't feel like anything on Netflix is going to be actually problematic. She's probably wrong in her like assumption that no well, on netflix is like to be i mean do you remember when we watched the show uh just in time the kids tv show mm. where it was like a kid who goes through like a wacky world 
And our friend Justin, who was struggling with mental health issues at the time, we wondered whether or not that's how he viewed the world. I think that's... <laughs> I think it's like that, where you have to, like, we have to figure out the right way to, like, modify our perception of what she's looking at on Netflix to understand what she thinks is a violent, overly sexual, nudist movie. She definitely just watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Michael Bay, and she was like, this doesn't sit right with the Lord right here. If that ass is good enough for Will Arnett in Hollyweird, that's got to be good enough for my husband. (laughs) I see what you're saying. So wait, what do you... Yeah, again, I feel like I want to know more about this husband. Like, is he just a regular dude who, like... I don't know why I just have, like, my inkling to think that he's a gay guy who's using her as a beard. Interesting. I think he's probably somebody who just generally was, like... If he wasn't a Christian, would probably be, like, an incel or something. Like, somebody who probably wasn't actually, like, uh and really only fell into a marriage because like his church forced him to at a certain point like we have there's this god-fearing lady we know jolene she she needs a husband and there's this young man he's like a little weird he likes video games just a little too much he's like watching some <laughs> beauty movies on netflix but he also needs himself a good wife so i saw pull a jolene with a little bit of this man we just got ourselves a good southern fried family right there there's a good southern fried family He's a little I weird. Also, he hangs out at the mall. He buys katanas. He buys, like, mall weapons all the time. He's a little bit interesting. He, he only ever worked in a GameStop his whole life. But, you know, he'll make a fine husband to Jolene. Yeah, yeah, I feel like um, I kind of I kind of get a picture of what you're saying now, what I'm saying. And I think she needs to... Well, she probably needs to get out of there. But what's sad is it's going to take a long time for her to find a man who... <laughs> is going to fit her criteria of, of purity, her purity test. People talk about purity tests on the left. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Darlene over here, she's a doozy. She's got some, she's got some, she's got some high bars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to find a man who enjoys sitting and reading the Bible with you is a kind of a big ask. You know how boring sitting and reading the Bible with someone's got to be? Ugh, dude. I mean, a good poetry book, that's fun. You popcorn read some poetry, it's a good night. <laughs> you think that's what they're doing? People are on board with us about how we feel about religion, right? We're not, like, offending anybody. I don't know. If you're offended, leave us a five-star review and let us know. (laughs) Uh, Paul, do you have any actual suggestions for this woman? Hit the gym, delete Facebook, get a divorce. Invest in Dogecoin. Yeah, it started as a joke, but right, become a Dogecoin millionaire. Then your husband will have to love you. He'll hold you like he held you during that earthquake. God, that's so sad. Can you imagine that he's like holding her and then putting her on top of him as like a safety shield, <laughs> just like, and she's yeah, just she, sitting there she didn't like even say it's like so He held her to comfort her. He held her because she was moving too much, <laughs> and he wanted me to be calm. Like it wasn't he held her to calm her. He held her because it was like, damn woman, be calm. Yeah, he was like, well, wait, I know it's nice but I really need you to shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I think the the answer has been right in front of us this whole time, right? Audition for a Netflix nudie me- movie. Ooh. Let me get a clean take of that. Audition for a Netflix nudie movie. (laughs) Isn't that devilishly delightful, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Because I I see where you're going. Can can I follow up and explain it? Because then the husband will be forced to watch her. And then Mm -hmm. he'll rediscover why he fell in love with her in the first place. Yeah. You ready to hear this answer? Yes. All right. Dear disillusioned wife. I have never taken this long to reply to a letter before, so I ask your forgiveness for my delay. I know that I have some things to say to you that may be very hard for you to hear, so please forgive me if my reply may seem to be blunt or even harsh. 
please understand that my intention is to be helpful, not hurtful. It is obvious that what you are doing to try to change your husband isn't working. So it's time for a new strategy. Change yourself. Let me explain. Yeah, you better. That sounds like stupid advice. Mm -hmm. Your anger and behavior toward your husband are counterproductive to improving your marriage. Furthermore, you are playing with fire when you think about former boyfriends who seem to be more affectionate and loving towards you than your husband is. You must get these other men out of your mind or your thoughts will poison what relationship you still have with your husband, as will your angry thoughts towards him regarding his choice to participate in ungodly entertainment. Ugh. Your husband is obviously not listening to you when you try to get him to stop viewing unsuitable material, and he may view your efforts to get him to stop as being controlling and manipulative. He needs to reach the decision to change his behavior on his own, and repentance can only occur if he has godly sorrow for doing things that displease God. 2 Corinthians 7.10 Otherwise- Oh shit, she's citing. She's citing. She, she coming with receipts, my friend. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, otherwise, even if he does stop, he would just be doing it to get you to stop criticizing him, which is why he does these things in secret. Does your husband even acknowledge that he's participating in sinful in entertainment? I encourage you pray for him and solicit assistance from your church leaders to teach him how to live a more pure life. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. I also recommend- Wait, how does that change yourself? Okay, we'll talk about this. Hold that, on. That's the next Finish paragraph. It. That's the next paragraph. Uh, I also okay. recommend that you change your behavior and attitude towards your husband by focusing on his strengths, treating him with respect and kindness, and being affectionate towards him rather than being hurt and upset because he isn't affectionate towards you. Ew. God. <laughs> this is- Ugh. Do not harbor any negative thoughts toward your husband, but treat him the way you want to be treated. Matthew seven twelve. Strive to become a woman of meek and gentle spirit who loves her husband. 1 Peter 3, 1, 6. And let God change your husband. God bless Aunt Dara. I don't like any of that. I didn't like that at all. Probably up there in the worst columns we've ever read with Ask Polly from the Cup. Just terrible answer. What yeah. the fuck? That was that was horrendous. Not cool. Not cool, Aunt Dara. She did the research, you know. I'm, I'm assuming she found the answers that are in that book. Maybe the answer is that that book uh, find the answers in a different book. Although um, Adrian, have you secret. maybe maybe we're not giving her a fair enough shot. Have you ever tried to be a woman of meek and gentle spirit who loves her husband? Maybe you'd be happier that way, Adrian. I have, and didn't work out for me. Mm. Too much of a firecracker. <laughs> Too much. I found out <laughs> you were better as a spicy Latina wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found out I have too much of. I don't know what the word in Spanish is, but I had too much moxie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. I describe you to people who don't know you. Uh, that sounds right. Whereas Paul could see you being a very good, meek and gentle spirited wife. That, I mean, in another world, friend. In another world. Another world. Um, this is horrible. This is all really bad yeah. advice. <laughs> This is gross, right? You're playing with fire when you think about people who you've had better times with and who are more affectionate and treat you better than your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never expect anything better in the world. You're playing with fire. You might to demand something that's not of your lowly position in life. Accept your lot in life because it is ungodly to ask for anything more than whatever shit hand you were dealt. God, this is, uh... Dark? This is dark, dude. I was thinking about this one time where I wanted to learn how to play an instrument really badly. And one of the easiest avenues for that when I was in middle school was to, like, join a church band. 
So there was one time where I almost joined the band at my church, but they needed a bass player. And I was like, I'm not fucking learning bass. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I'm not a fucking, I'm a lead guitarist or nothing. No, I actually now think that the bass would be a cool instrument to learn how to play. Do you guys have but, uh, anybody who does like the screaming for a metal band in this church band? <laughs> can, I, can I do that? Because <laughs> I, I know you guys have clean vocals, but I, if you guys need someone to do unclean vocals, I got you. <laughs> And then the other thing that I went to is uh, there was a dude at a church that I grew up in, which speaking of hypocrites, that was the big thing for me was like, I think I already said before on podcast, I got baptized by a pastor who quit because he cheated on his wife. And I think every other man in that church cheated on his wife at one point or another. So it was very much the same kind of like patriarchal. Like what church men from Lexington do is cheat on their wife. It's literally the biggest hobby (laughs) in, in, in in the industry. But uh, yeah, and so there was a dude who was teaching me how to play drums one time when I was volunteering for something over the summer, and uh, he was teaching me how to do the uh, a drum line to a song, and I was asking him about other songs that he might know, how to teach me how to play, and he was like, oh, I don't know, that's really the only secular music I listen to is that one song. You should have been like, bro, you, you stop stunting on me, I know you, I know you know Happy Birthday. <laughs> nope i don't listen to that ungodly shit dude could you imagine if your worldview is so limited you could only listen to christian music uh i guess i would just you know august listen. burns red is a pretty good band i'll say that i'd have to listen to coloring book on repeat and jesus is king <laughs> do you think that no because where we came from that still wouldn't be considered that would be like considered like still naughty music yeah i know it would be you'd be listening to the veggie tale soundtrack and then Ooh, that goes hard. christian it does go hard though that'd be the only thing i'd be listening to <laughs> all right well anti shout out to aunt dara you fucking suck um to the lady who's just looking for a good christian man to read the bible with um you know Start you're a in christian a tough spot you have like very specific demands you're but you definitely need to leave this dude he sucks uh you're it's gonna be a long hard look for another bible loving dude but you, you gotta you gotta take that first step I'm not going to lie. We have yet to do an episode where we follow up on the people who wrote the letters. And I am, I don't think this one would be a fun one to follow up on. All right, Adrian, you got a, you got an article for us. Oh boy. Yeah. I got a less, I, we can lighten it up with this one. Um, Paul for us, this is from New York times social cues. I think we've done this before, Ooh. but it's the New York times advice column. Yeah. So this is a question called nice joke who wrote it. And I think, as we might have done in a, in, a, in a segment that might get cut out about Neil Brennan, Paul and I have very strong takes about other people's comedy mm-hmm. and what other people think is funny and what other people try and do to make other people laugh. Uh, and obviously that is uh, a big glass houses situation. Yeah. Um, We're massive hypocrites. Just the other day, I got a very harsh critique of the podcast being like, uh, I like when Phil, Paul and Adrian are all on the same episode, but there are certain times where they just like mention something and I'll start laughing hysterically. And I'm like, they didn't even say anything. Which I don't think has ever happened, but, you know, I could see myself being blinded from the context of it. Gotcha. Oh, so they don't like that we had inside jokes. Yeah. But also, I, I think that person might think we had inside jokes and realize just not realize that we just think, like, very absurd things are funny sometimes. I kind of think that's what it is, because I, I want to say that I have a keen enough eye to take stuff out that's just completely, like, I said banana and everyone starts laughing. Yeah. Um, But also... I could see myself missing something where, like, I say banana and we all think that's funny. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But anyways, yeah, so we are certainly in a in a glass house and we're going to do another article about critiquing people's comedy. 
And then I think we have a third segment that kind of follows from this. So if we've never made you laugh, but we're critiquing other people's comedy and that kind of like gives you a weird feeling like, how is the fucking, who do they think they are to do that? Just go ahead and leave us a five star review in the Apple podcast. Exactly. All right. So this one's called Nice Joke Who Wrote It. And here we go. We have a close friend of 20 years who posts jokes and witty commentary on Facebook almost daily. Recently, we discovered that these posts are lifted word for word from the Twitter feeds of famous comedians, authors, and political commentators. But our friend doesn't credit them. He acts as if he is the author. Facebook friends say how clever he is. The weird thing? He's funny enough to write his own posts. Should we say something? He's stealing people's material, but it isn't for financial gain. We don't know what to do. Signed, friends. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna start like it? Are you gonna start like a war against this guy? Like you gonna go all Joe Rogan comedy police on him? (laughs) Yeah, like who cares? Could you imagine being this much of a busybody? (laughs) You're not a you're not a big stickler for credit on on somebody's personal facebook page that's not like making them any money and they're yeah no it's it's all right live and let live um oh but if if he ever rubs you the wrong way throw it in his face oh, absolutely yeah but until like this is a keep it in your back pocket for when you need it if you ever decide you don't like that guy but until that moment who cares yeah, I do like that the ending sentence of we don't know what to do. It's like nothing. You can do nothing and everything will be okay in the world. This is how white people are. They're like something that doesn't <laughs> affect me is happening, but I don't feel like it's right. Oh, no. I should probably call the cops on him, right? <laughs> That's probably not out of like out of their list of possibilities that they wrote out. Especially in New York Times, somebody was writing into the New York. Yeah, I love that he's funny enough to write his own material. It's like he's doing daily bits. I don't know why he doesn't just sit down and write daily bits every day for his Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Also, the idea that's a New York Times writer, someone who's writing into the New York Times, and that they're jokes and witty commentary. I have to imagine he's stealing a lot from like Trevor Noah on the Daily Show or something. Like, guess what happened today? Here's a little funny quip. what do you think what sort of investigation went into this like after they noticed the first one and they were like hey this person on twitter made this joke oh my god he worded it the exact same way do you think they started like doing the like quotation mark googles around every single one of his facebook posts and they were like oh my god oh my like just slowly like putting it all up on a cork board with lines like he must follow this person on twitter (laughs) we just blew this case wide open I was going to say that the closest I've ever done to doing this, because I do like giving people credit where it's due, there is a viral thing of Werner Herzog uh, giving a review of Trader Joe's somewhere in Los Angeles, and it's often sent around as a meme with Werner Herzog's face on it and then the written review, and it's 100% a bit by Paul F. Tompkins doing Werner Herzog as a character on a podcast. Um, So in multiple occasions where people have just put it without context, I will like post by the way, here's like the context for this. Like here's if you want to hear it in audio, like the actual like bit, this is what it is. Uh, and I've done that on multiple occasions. And I think that's the closest I've done to like this kind of thing where it's like, you know, I'm not saying you're stealing the bit. That's actually literally just like me saying like, here's the context for the bit. So I, don't, I guess it's not anything like this, really. But I, I have I have been a stickler for credit before. Yeah, I guess the subtlest way to reprimand him would be to every time he posts something, Google it, find the original source and then just Screenshot link it, it in the comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that would really get the message across, but it's No, seems- no, no, Paul, Paul, Paul. You have to be way more passive aggressive. What you need to do is without 
like like looking at the time of each posting, just be like, hey, this guy stole your bit. Do you know about that? <laughs> and then post it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You see, Adrian, you're a thinking man. You're a thinker. <laughs> it's good to be on this uh, show with a thinking man like you, Paul. It's good. I'm glad you can appreciate a thinking man like me. Uh, I mean, again, I, I say that with the actual answer being do nothing and your life will be the same. Yeah, uh, that, that's obviously the actual answer. But I mean, it is super fucked up to steal people's comedy bits. You know what it saying like i mean you wouldn't believe it the other day i was listening to this old record and it was just like start doing my bit here this guy comes on and he's just like the seven dirty words you can't say on tv and I, it's like adrian you've known me my whole life i've been doing that since kindergarten the seven dirty words you can't say on tv so yeah, it, was just, yeah, it was pretty yeah. fucked up um i mean it reminds me of when i brought in uh my way of bringing in that tv show where they make the joke about dogs being boys and girls being cats or whatever cats being girls as i was like they stole paul's bit <laughs> they stole my bit but that was actually something that i don't even consider mine because i thought it was just such a common thing because i'd like seen people on reddit threads be like oh i believe that mm. as a kid and i was like oh shit that's me <laughs> yeah i don't know it's been a close friend for 20 years like you could bring it up but my oh my could you imagine someone bringing that up to you paul that all of your content and every joke you've done this podcast has been stolen from Hassan Minaj and Samantha B. <laughs> you, my two faves. Love them. Once again, like, what do you think is going to come from this? Like, who are you benefiting by outing this guy? The comedians? Not really. He doesn't have enough friends or followers on Facebook or whatever they're called. To... Social capital, though. You think he's unfairly gaining social capital? Like, so if you were like, if you as an ecologist were studying groups of penguins and you saw like one of those penguins that like steals the rock to make a nest from another male penguin instead of like getting his own rocks to make his nest, mm -hmm. you would run up and slap that penguin and go, it's wrong to steal social capital. Yeah, yeah. I that's that was as a, as a kid. That's what always bothered me about documentaries is the way they just like let shit run. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you see like the lizard running from all the snakes on that beach. It's like, hey, fuck you, snakes! <laughs> Leave him alone. Oh, so <laughs> you're to live his life. You would agree with the prey. You you wouldn't be like, fuck those snakes need to eat. Get to get that lizard no. for him. Oh, snakes are looking fine. I mean, they look very skinny, but they're looking fine. <laughs> I don't know what proper snake weight looks like. <laughs> there was a really good. Uh, it's a very like low trafficked subreddit, but it's just r slash bad science where. Uh, someone cross posted a link to someone trying to argue that we're as humans we've already changed the world so much we should be allowed to make a world without predators where prey are just happy and able to live in a utopia with us that's tight i agree with that even though it's so <laughs> stupid that i hate it i agree with it and i love it <laughs> yeah yeah or i think it was that and then it was also like if we are going to keep around predators like wolves we should select them to because they're omnivorous just make them completely uh herbivores oh, so awesome. they can stick around if they're willing to eat berries instead of eating meat that's that's so cool Pretty good idea if you think about it. But uh, yeah. Well, any other thoughts about this? No, not really. I mean, I think we basically got to the heart of the issue. All right. Let's see what uh, the answer has to say. Pilfering other people's intellectual property or using their work without attribution is as bad as stealing their handbags. The fact that your friend isn't making money through their humor is irrelevant. His actions discredit the originality of hardworking writers even if his Facebook cohort is only 100 people strong. This joke thief may be lazy or intellectually insecure, but who cares? He's a close friend, and his persistent plagiarism needs to stop. The next time you see him, say, you're talented enough to come up with your own Facebook posts. Why not leave Jon Favreau alone? Or at the least, 
credit him when you quote his work. Was it an NYT thing that John Favreau was their touchstone for comedy online? I, I don't know. Is I wonder if they mean the John Favreau who made the Iron Man movies, or if they mean the John Favreau who's uh from uh what is it? God's podcast. Pod Save America. Pod Save America. God's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the God Godcast? Save the Queen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with my brain, Adrian? Just help me. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's too much to diagnose. That is not what I expected the answer to be. Yeah. That that's a very annoying answer. Who cares? That is such a, like I guess that's the most New York Times answer. That really is like what you would expect. It's the most busy body. Like how dare they finger wag? That's an answer by from an Elizabeth Warren voter. <sighs> is stealing a joke the same as stealing a handbag from somebody if you're not making any money off of it? I'm surprised she didn't say it's as bad as stealing a tote bag. <laughs> if she usually get for free. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's as bad as stealing a tote bag that you got from an NPR donation drive. The worst crime us at the New York Times could ever imagine. I'm going to say, do you think the person who writes the New York Times social cues, like, has definitely written some spec scripts and, like, has five minutes of stand-up and, like, they're thinking of, like, if someone stole my great joke about how women are different than men, uh, (laughs) I would fucking lose it. Oh, my God. Paul, is this one of the most recent episodes where we had two bad advice givers in a row? Yeah, yeah. This is this is up there with uh, Ask Polly for just, like, poor shitty advice. Like, I just don't understand the idea of self-deputizing and trying to fix the world around you in that sort of way. Like to approach, The vigilante justice of, the, of this person. To approach and correct a friend's behavior when their behavior is not, like, actually hurting a human, but only, like, hurting the world in some sort of vague, abstract way. That would be like if you knew your friend pirated a movie and you were like, hey, you know something like that the director and uh warner's brother brothers media worked really hard to make that film and you're depriving them of eight dollars and 99 cents that they deserve like well, but paul f- i wouldn't watch the movie if i had to pay nine dollars for it at least if i'm pirating it, i'm gonna watch the movie that's a good argument anyway but you know what i'm saying like could you imagine being that much of a busybody to try to fix somebody's behavior when it wasn't really harming anybody in any real way like yeah no i'm surprised it wasn't like step one get your superhero costume on because you're about to save the world <laughs> step two get on your keyboard and roast this dude and let him know what's up because this is the most you know what first of all okay first of all get your superhero costume on Second of all, call a sitter. You're going to need the day off and call out of work. <laughs> and then third of all, spend all day writing a very mean essay about what his behavior is doing to the world and how, and this is one of those things where you know you're right if you have to say it in your argument. It's the principle of the matter. It's the principle of the matter. I know you're not like technically popular enough to be hurting any of these creators by taking their jokes, but... Imagine if everybody took two or three jokes from a comedian. What if everybody on Facebook did that? Then we would hear every joke and they wouldn't be able to sell the jokes to us in their stand-up special. So maybe you should just think about that before the next time you post, you know, the seven naughty words you can't say on Facebook or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Outside of an academic setting, in like a writing setting, is accusing somebody of plagiarism as big of a deal if you're just like an accountant? (laughs) I also just love the cultural touchstone of John Favreau. Maybe I need to go check out his Twitter after we're done with this, but I can't I imagine. I really have funny. to. Which John? She is talking about the John Favreau you think that did Iron Man, or is she talking about Pod the Save America? The actual famous one, yeah. Well, Pod Save America one's famous too now. I mean, when was this posted, this article? 
Wait, how did she spell it? Because I think one spells their name with an H and the other not. No H. Okay, so she's talking about the uh, the actor, the Iron Man guy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Director of the Mandalorian. You think you think that that's first off? I don't know about either of them having a particularly big Twitter presence, but it's just like. Well, check how many Twitter followers each one has. Two point three million for the actor. Okay, and what like fifty thousand? Oh wait, they both spell their names J O N. Interesting. One one point five million. Yeah. Okay. So one point five to two point three. I don't think. That's a big enough difference to assume. It's a lot bigger than the difference our podcast has to offer. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hypocrites. Rounding it back out to the... Hypocrites, baby. Um, Yeah, any other other thoughts on that? I think you're being way too sure about which John Favreau she was talking about. It's a New York Times writer, man. Come on. Sound off in the comments. They also love The Mandalorian and other bullshit like that. But they also really love bullshit like Pod Save America. They love a lot of bullshit, Paul. It's hard, to, it's hard to cue in on what they're saying, but I'm just going to go based on it's probably John Favreau. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, you know what? I think we can really agree. <laughs> I think if there's one thing. I, I think, think <laughs> we're, we have more in common on this issue than we have that's separating us, Paul, and I think we need to recognize that. I think we can both agree. It's John It's Fav- probably John Favreau. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, there I we concur. go. So, for our third segment today... We're talking about hypocrisy. We're talking about those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So me and Adrian are going to, we're going to publicly do one of our favorite, uh, one of our favorite pastimes, one of our most mean spirited, but most favoritist pastimes. And we're actually going to do exactly- somebody's Google Scholar page, baby. <laughs> that, <laughs> this is second only to, uh, only to trolling someone's Google Scholar account to roast their research. <laughs> Uh, and this is actually kind of what the New York Times article was about. Don't steal people's comedy. We're about to steal people's comedy for our podcast. We're going to steal comedy from r slash stand-up shots. One of the least funny, least interesting. You know when people say like, oh, like Jerry Seinfeld, he does observational comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on r slash stand-up shots do observations that can only be described as comments and that's it's their observation whole joke. comedy minus the comedy and minus the observation <laughs> it's hard to describe it's honestly sometimes difficult for even the top post of a day that has like ten thousand upvotes to even really tell what the joke is oh shit what's up uh, i was about to make a comment about how like i think a lot of the people who get really highly upvoted like have a presence there and that's why they get so upvoted and it reminded me of part of a facebook group that i'm in which is it's something you have to actually apply for, uh, where you have to give up your where you have to apply with your stand up experience, and they do a joke a joke of the day where they give you a word and you have to make up a joke based on that word. And keeping this on my Facebook profile has made me want to kill myself. How often the joke of the day is so fucking bad. So I, I'm actually gonna go find that Facebook page. If there's any extra content that we need, there's plenty there. Oh, and for somebody who's like really not familiar with this subreddit r slash stand-up shots is screen caps of a picture of somebody on a stage and they have their jokes overlaid on the picture of them standing it's, on the it's stage it's a written joke without any of the presence or style or Cadence. delivery of the joke but i'm also gonna go ahead and mention that we're gonna look at some of the top posts of this week and i'm actually this is not something i've curated ahead of time to find perfect examples we're just going to the top posts of the week and we're going to see what we find. I'm just going chronological. This is the one from five hours ago. 
The word of the day was well, and here is the top joke of the day. I have a well on my property, or, as I like to call it, a place to stash the evidence. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bobby Sutton. Okay, so top post of this week. Do you want to hear the top post of this week on r slash standup shots, Adrian? I really don't. <laughs> when we were kids, my friend and I used to shoplift. Our rule was to only steal from large corporations. Do you get it? Even as middle schoolers, we had a stronger moral compass than large corporations. Would it surprise you that it's a boring white dude telling that joke? No, it doesn't surprise me. And uh, you know what? They had me for a second because I was like, you know what? That's probably something I would have thought of as a teenager. I get it. I'm on board. Where is this joke headed? Oh, exactly where I think it's headed? Okay. Yeah, it it ends. It feels like it's a setup for maybe something, but it, it just ends. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you want to read one more? Do you want to trade? Sure. Like I said, uh, I don't. I'm not screening these at all. I'm just going down and finding the next one. This one is from Joyce Lilies, uh, and the word of the day was work. Paul, do you want to take a minute to think of a, a joke that involves uh, work as a word in it? Yeah. You ever think about how the word work sounds like dork? Yeah, you're a dork. Fuck you, nerd. That's my joke. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> all right. This is uh, Joyce's. I work at Olive Garden. I offered a lady a wine sample once, and she told me that she had not drank in 65 years and wasn't going to start now. Obviously, she never had children. Wait, what? That's a joke? The joke is that she never drank during those years because she never had children. Wait, what? The joke is that if you have a, if you have children, you will become an alcoholic no Wait, matter what? what. Okay, I'm not even going to pretend to decipher what was going through that human's <laughs> mind that made that a joke and not just the thought dude i'm telling these things make me suicidal i really need to like get off this page okay next one down on r slash stand-up shots if you have a dog that loves people and you want to make a stranger's day just pretend your dog normally doesn't like people and act super surprised that's just a life hack how would you pull that off on stage like it's a picture of like there's no way he said that on stage because that would never make sense on stage like it's just a mean? lie. How would how would that joke unless you embellished it? That's not a joke. Nobody would react to that with a laugh unless you act out how you like unless you do like a bit where you're like well like and you're pretending like the dog is running up to the person. I don't see how that would elicit a laughter. If you have a dog and you want to make a stranger's day, but he's really good with people, let him go up to somebody and then be surprised that he's like pretend like he's you're surprising that he's good with people. Uh, and I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. See how that would work? <laughs> you're right, you're right. But that's if you told it with, with your panache, with your <laughs> stage presence. Okay, do you want to react to this next one? Yeah. Maybe one of these will be good, who knows? Maybe maybe one day these will be good. Uh, and also, by the way, this is... Oh, this is one of the superstars of the group, by the way. I noticed her screenshot that she uses. Um, well, like the, screen, uh, like the uh, stand-up shots, these are all written, so that's... They get judged by, they comment it on the thread, and whichever one gets the most likes is like the featured joke of the day. So this is from the word create as the word of the day. They say sometimes we create our own problems, and I know that's true, because I had three children. Is this thing on? I wish- I Wait, it's literally like- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk really quick about the fact that like a lot of these jokes so far have basically fallen into the category of often made fun of boomer humor on Reddit and like TikTok? It's literally yeah. like old cartoons that of being like, I hate my wife. Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka. 
So on our slash stand-up shots, I'll give the uh I'll give the big facts no cap listeners a little pro tip. The longer it is, the worse it's gonna be and the less sense it's gonna make. So the next one's a long one, so I'm excited to jump into it. Once again, just the next one down in the top of the week. I wish I exuded big dick energy, but it's fairly obvious as soon as I talk that I collect stamps. Oh, it might be important at this point to mention that this is a female comic. I do, however, exude big pussy energy. Because I am a huge coward and a massive pussy. Sorry, I know I'm bragging. Not a lot of women can fit an entire loaf of sourdough bread up there no problem. It wasn't until I wrote this joke that I realized the source of my weekly yeast infections. That's comedy, Adrian. 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 out of 10. That's a perfect (laughs) joke. Do you want to hear another one on my end? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we need to focus on getting more commentary on each joke, so I'm trying to figure out how I can say about them. Um, Okay, this one is from the word record. I like to record all my sets. What can I say? I'm a boob man. I really wanted to record my girlfriend giving birth, but apparently you need to be the dad to do that. Come again? The first sentence doesn't make any sense. Also, the second sentence doesn't make any sense. That's a very layered joke. I don't... Do you think we're missing something? Do you think that was a Tarantino joke where you're supposed to reorder it to make it make sense? So that's the worst thing I've ever read. Yeah, no, I hated that. That made me unhappy. My favorite rapper has a line where he goes, No, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go ahead and stop this. Any any joke about a rapper saying something crazy is incredibly lazy material. Sorry, Phil. I fucking hate that kind of comedy. Ooh, coming out of these. Okay. And Hannibal. So this guy's favorite rapper. Also, it's so funny to say my favorite rapper. Why wouldn't you name the rapper? What, are you trying to keep Jay-Z under wraps? Like you don't want to get sued by naming this obscure you never heard of figure? never heard of him. <laughs> you've never heard of my favorite rapper his name is his name is uh sean combs <laughs> his name is wayne carney you've never heard of him why was it a jewish man who said that <laughs> my favorite rapper has a line where he goes thank you god god bless you telling god to god bless his own self is confidence you can't even be mad at that's like being like Bill Gates's waiter, dr- dropping the check and slipping him a $20 bill and being like, take care of yourself. It's hard out there, pimp. Waka waka. <laughs> it works better waka if you waka. have waka waka at the end of these. <laughs> Honestly, you cracked me up, Adrian. The word for this one is open. My girlfriend is an open book, but what she means is beyond my comprehension. Waka waka. He couldn't have done some... What? (laughs) Waka waka. (laughs) It's a joke about his reading comprehension and his emotional intelligence. You see, let me just improve this joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My girlfriend's an open book. That's not a bad... That's not a bad premise. My girlfriend's an open book. Too bad I'm illiterate. That's still mm, just that like, it's still a punch-up, but it's funny. not a great joke, but it's still a punch-up. That, 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 that's a punch-up. That's like something you could actually tell to like a like high schooler. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that, that that could make it to Reader's Digest, like mm-hmm. the laugh section of mm-hmm. Reader's Digest. Like, mm-hmm. it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's that's fun. Let's go into okay, punching up um, these jokes. And give me a stand-up shot joke. <laughs> I read today that Buick moved their window control to the steering wheel to help, help prevent minorities from getting shot during traffic stops. And I was like, OMG, they still make Buicks? that's kind of exactly what i was what what i was describing stand-up shots really excel that observational comedy that's not an observation and also yeah, not i think comedy. you're right it's a very sad state of affairs what the fuck is that what does he think he's saying am i is the context that i'm supposed to think people care about buicks 
Like, the, the, the switch up doesn't even work because I didn't, like, I mean, it would, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, whatever. You're getting depressed. Should we just do, like, one more of these? I don't know. Dude, these always are just, it's so confounding what's going through people's mind and how these get so popular. Okay, here's a new dude, Brian uh, Gendron. Um, word of the day was stand. I thought I had a horrible posture, but as it turns out, I just needed a chiropractic adjustment. So now I stand corrected. Oh, I kind of like that one. That one's actually, once again, that's at least like it could make it into like a, a, Gary like a Larson, children's yeah. joke book. Um, also, yeah. there's a parenthesis. My wife is a chiropractor. So he cites his sources <laughs> on that. <laughs> I'm single and lonely. So uh, by the way, this is the picture, not me talking. I know you could have gotten confused there. I'm single and lonely, so my friend invited me to a game night to forget about how I'm single. I ended up being the seventh wheel for three other couples, so I didn't forget at all. They were like, let's play life, and I said, I think you've all already beaten me at that. It's a little sad, Saki. It's a little early, Louie. It, it makes more sense than a lot of the other ones, and that's what I'll give it credit for. I never had a tin. By the way, this is the top of the month, 4.5 thousand upvotes. I never had a Tinder. My wife and I got married a few months before Tinder came out, which is like joining the army September 10th, 2001. Wow. Frankly, I'm offended. I, I, I think we've both gone on record on this podcast saying how much respect we have for the military and military troops, personnel. Our troops. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like what this guy just did to the troops. Okay, I'm going to do two more. One. I think this really sums up just how these usually go. So this is the next one on the list from Julia Drake or Julie Drake. The word was teacher. The best history teachers are women because we love to bring up the past. That is so stupid. It makes me angry. I think the word was winter. I don't know. Hold on. I don't know what the word was. But here's the joke. During winter, my sister would offer me gummy bears she kept in her gloves. I would decline and say that I was intermittent fasting. Ah. Yeah. Ah. I'm surprised it didn't end with a parenthesis shout out to Bernie's mittens. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, meme. I'm surprised it didn't end with waka waka. <laughs> that would have made that joke better. Oh my god. I think I'm going to go ahead and Adrian, I'm going to cut off this segment and say we've done this enough. Can I just go ahead and give you a big fact that any joke is better if you end it with waka waka? <laughs> that's true. And uh, my no capybara is going to be uh, women make the best history teachers because they're always bringing up the past. All right, buddy. It's been it's been a fun one. It's, it's been OK. I, I hated the last 20 minutes of this. <laughs> Listen to your guy. This is our motto. Your time to shine, don't wait in 